Welcome to Ridiculous Entertainment. Today we're going to be covering The Mandalorian, Episode 2. Uh, there's going to be spoilers involved. If you don't want spoilers, don't listen. Please go watch the episode and then come back. If you're wondering why we didn't do Episode 1, guess what, guys? Guess what I did? I absolutely did. Uh, it is stuck in the cloud somewhere. Uh, it is on SoundCloud. You can listen to it there. I've got to figure out how to get it from SoundCloud to my new host platform, which is Anchor. Anchor is a great uh, host platform. I've just got to figure out why there's a little bit of a holdup there in that transition. Transition, but we're going to go ahead and do episode two. So without further ado, let's jump in. So we're going to start off where they start off, where they're walking through a ravine. It's it's uh, the Mandalorian and this Yoda character. It's not Yoda. Uh, so they're, they're walking through the ravine and they encounter another bounty hunter. Well, the bounty hunter, it's odd to me that the Empire doled out the price that they did, the down payment, and then sent several bounty hunters. I guess they really want this job done, uh, but that seems like bad form. It's, it definitely wouldn't happen, I don't think, if this was guild work. This is outside the law. So you get a little bit of competition. And during this, we see that the Mandalorian, I wouldn't say that he's an elite killer. Um, he has quite a bit of trouble dealing with two guys. Uh, we kind of see his fighting style, but it just I just don't think he's the greatest killer out there. But as we see, the Mandalorian does kill and he kills a lot. We saw that in, in the first episode. We see it here. He kills a lot. Somehow it still feels like a kid show. You know, there's no blood, there's no gore, but it still feels like this is a bit of a kiddie show. So after he dispatches those two a-holes he moves on to a fire and you get to see yoda the yoda character kind of full body full form he's out of the little ball that he's been in this whole time and you can see one thing and that's it's a bad puppet i I don't really like puppet i think we're past puppet but i guess that the dark crystal has brought puppets back people didn't like the cgi in the prequels i i kind of think that we have moved past puppets but that's just me people like stiff looking creatures there are there is cuteness to this puppet because it is a very young Yoda creature, even though he's 50. It's pretty funny. So the Mandalorian is trying to heal his wounds, sear them or whatever. And the Yoda character tries, comes up to him, like waltzes up. He's like, hey, bro, let me help you out. Let me help you out a bit. And he uses his force-like abilities to attempt to heal the Mandalorian. And he's just getting started. He's got his hand out, his eyes closed. He's wiggling around a little bit. Then a little shimmy shake, shimmy shake. And the Mandalorian's like, fuck off. Bro, get back in your little ball thing. Fuck off. And so the Mandalorian goes back to trying to carterize his wounds. And the puppet comes back over and he's like, hey bro, I'm trying to help you out. Gonna help you out? Is that cool with you? And the Mandalorian's like, no, fuck off again. Go back to your little puppet hole. Sit over there and die. No, I'm just kidding. He doesn't say that. He wants the puppet to live for some reason. Uh, I mean, obviously he wants the puppet to live for the bounty, but I get the feeling that we're not going to see that bounty collect. But this landscape looks great. You can tell that a lot of the budget went into the quality of cinematography that goes into it. It goes into the CGI. I wish it would have gone into a few other things. Uh, for example, this episode is 26 minutes long. I wish it was more like an hour. You know, you get an HBO show and it fills an hour block. I wish that these episodes filled an hour block, uh, but they don't. So they they get away from their little camp. They're camped out for the night. They get away from their camp. They go back to the ship and they're up on a ridge and they see down to where the ship is and you see the Jawas are there just, just stripping it to shit. There's nothing left of this fucking thing. Just stripping it to hell. And guess what there is? There's more Mandalorian killing and it's pretty cool. It's pretty great. He's sniping out Jawas from far away, even though I love the Jawas. I love the characters of the Jawas. He is sniping them out from ways away, and it's pretty sweet. Now, the Jawas load up into their caravan from A New Hope, and uh, he he goes chasing after him. He's like, motherfuckers, I'm coming for you. I'm coming for your shit. And he climbs up the side, he climbs up the side, and he's, he's repelled. He's repelled by the Jawas. And I just think that maybe he should be a better killer. He should be better at this, uh, but he's not. He gets defeated in combat by the Jawas. Seems 
seems like he should be better at killing things. He does it for a living. He's from a combative religion, a combative people, but he's defeated by four foot tall, three foot tall beings. He seems kind of dumb. You know, he goes up and he doesn't have a problem killing the Jawas. And he goes up, he mounts the top of the vehicle that they're in, and he goes for the pistol. Even though he knows that there's 30 of these Jawas, he goes for the pistol. Now, if it's me and I have the ability to shoot a flamethrower from my wrist, I'm shooting a flamethrower and I'm setting all these Jawas on fire. That's just me uh, because I'm awesome and the Mandalorian has some deficiencies. Now, after he's defeated, the Mandalorian and the Yoda character, they go back to the ship and you see the Mandalorian try to fire up the engines and then he goes to a depressed place. And I just don't think an adult audience really needs this. We've seen that there are breaches in the hole from the outside. We know that the ship doesn't fly. I don't think that this show, I just don't think this is an adult's show. Um, it's There is a, some adult themes. There's a murder, but I don't think that this was made for people over the age of 14. So after he realizes that his ship is, is destroyed, he didn't see it from the outside. He had to go in and check. He, had, he saw that his ship is destroyed. He goes to the Ugnaught. He's like, what up, Ugnaught? Can you help me out? And somehow the Ugnaught is the smartest of the characters. Uh, he is an idiot. I mean, Nick Nolte is an idiot. Nick Nolte is the Ugnaught. Therefore, an Ugnaught is an idiot. But he is somehow the smartest of the characters. Uh, he's like, we're going to go back and we're going to barter with the Jawas. We're going to barter with the Jawas. Uh, and it makes perfect sense. The Jawas, they're businessmen. They just want shit. They want to take shit and get shit for the shit that they took. So while they're walking towards the Jawas, you hear some quality music in the background. And the music is typical of a Star Wars film. And that is great. It is great. But I wish there was more of it. I wish there were swelling tones throughout dramatic pieces in the show. For example, in episode one, when he's murdering all of the assassins guarding little baby Yoda for some unknown reason, there's no music. There's no swelling tones of victory. That would have silenced my gripes, but there's nothing. A question that came to my mind while I was watching this is, was Pascal even on set? Now, there's a good chance that he was. There's a good chance that he's wearing the suit. That being said, did he need to be? Did he need to be there? You could have had somebody do that and he could have phoned those lines in. It kind of sounds like he phoned the lines. You could have had an extra do it, Darth Vader style from the originals, and then have him phone it in. Also, you could have just had somebody else say the lines because there's so little inflection in Pascal's voice that you can't even tell what emotions are going through his head. That is one thing that voice actors are very good at. They're good at showing inflection through voice, and Pascal, he's just an actor. He's a fantastic actor, but he's not a voice actor, and I feel like there's not a whole lot of inflection in his voice. He goes and he meets the Jawas, and he, he's got the Ugnaught, and he's got Yoda with him and uh, he they start to barter they start to talk and basically the Jawas are dicks you know the Jawas are like hey how about you give me the thing how about you give me that thing why don't you give me your armor why don't you give me the yodeling he's like um how about I set you all on fire which should have been his reaction in the first place and the Ugnaught kind of calms him down but he almost sets them all on fire I would have loved that it was hilarious a good moment in the show to be sure he leaves the Jawas they've come to an understanding he's got to go get the egg some egg of something they want an egg for some reason, maybe they're going to have scrambled eggs. Spoiler alert. And I find it hard to believe he speaks some Jawa. He speaks some. He speaks a little bit of the language. They, they make fun of him because he sucks at it, apparently. But he speaks a little bit of Jawa. And I find it a little bit odd that they didn't tell him what kind of creature he was going to go steal the egg from. Eh, maybe not because they're kind of they're kind of sneaky. They kind of try to pull one over on people. But you think that he would have had some knowledge of what is going on with the Jawas. Now, why did he bring the Yoda creature with? The Yoda why did he not leave him with the Ugnaught? The Ugnaught seems to be trustworthy. He seems to be a decent enough fellow. Why did you bring the Yodeling with you? It seems to be beneficial later on in the show, but as of right now, it's it's kind of just dangerous. The reason these three foot tall beings didn't go get the egg themselves.
themselves is because this situation is dangerous. And you then just brought your bounty, a small child, with you to a fight. Because it's unlikely that they would have sent you someplace to get something that was easy to retrieve. They sent you to a fight. Now, he goes into a hole to find the egg. A rhinoceros creature comes out for a fight. You guessed it. Now, the Mandalorian gets his ass kicked by the rhino. He gets his ass kicked by the rhino. He loses all his weapons. They're all damaged. Uh, they prove ill-effective. His last weapon left is a knife. Not a vibra blade, but a knife. A little knife at that. He's getting prepared to fight with the knife. The music swells as if it's going to be his last moment on Earth. It's a nine-episode season. It's not going to be, but the music makes you feel that way. And then the yodeling comes to play. The yodeling uses the force to lift a rhinoceros into the air. We know that's within yodeling's powers. That being said, this yodeling has been in the desert for God knows how long. He was not apparent in the prequel trilogy. He was not apparent in the original trilogy, the OGs, all of which had our Force users, our primary Force users in them. I won't say that all of the Force users in the galaxy were in those films, but our primary Force users were in them. So either we have another Mary Sue incident, which people will not like. It doesn't bother me uh, because Yoda is the most gifted Force user that has ever lived. So if his progeny is very skilled naturally, go figure. It's not some white chick in the desert who can automatically beat a Sith Lord in single combat. That being said, it's an untrained Yoda Yodeling that seems to have a very good grasp of the force. So Yodeling lifts the rhinoceros in the air, and the Mandalorian's like, what the fuck? He looks over at the Yodeling, he's like, holy shit, this thing can do some stuff? So after the Yodeling has run out of energy, the rhinoceros drops to the ground, and finally the Mandalorian stabs it with a knife. Now, why did it just occur to you to stab it with a knife? Obviously, you're a little in awe. That being said, stab it with a knife. Also, how did this rhinoceros survive the battle so long, but its weakness is a really small knife? You might tell me that it was stabbed in the heart. It was stabbed in the side, okay? I, I know where the side of a rhinoceros is, do you? I mean, I do. It was stabbed in the side. Now, you can reach the heart of the rhinoceros through the side with a much larger blade, but that's a four-inch blade. That being said, the Mandalorian kills the beast with a four-inch knife. He goes into the cave, retrieves a hairy egg. The egg is hairy. It's weird. Get over it. The egg is hairy. So he, he gets the egg, takes it back to the Jawas, and the deal is struck. It's a fair trade. The Jawas are going to give a large amount of of their tradable goods, a small fortune probably, for lunch. I get it. There's 30 of them. That's a lot of mouths to feed. And this egg apparently has enough nutritional value that that's all they need. All of their people can survive on one goddamn egg. But it seems a little silly that that's what the bargain was. That's a high price for breakfast. And once again, they're eating breakfast and not breakfasty times. It seems about dusk. So after this, they collect the shit and the Ugnaught helps him put the ship back together. Very kind of the Ugnaught. Once again, I think he's the smart creature on the show, which is saying quite a bit because he is a fucking stupid creature. The Mandalorian offers him a job. He turns it down. Now, unless the Mandalorian stays on Tatooine, I don't think that's going to happen. Or maybe he returns to Tatooine. Or maybe this is not Tatooine. One of those three things could happen if I said more than three, that too. Because I guarantee the Ugnaught will appear again. It's unlikely that Nick Nolte was just like, hey, can I do like five lines? It's possible, but I think he's going to be back. He seemed very useful. So that's, that's pretty much this episode, you know... I have a couple other thoughts, you know. The 30-minute episodes, I'm not a big fan of. I wish they consumed the entire block, but but other than that, you know, I've trashed it a good deal. I know that this really isn't the scope of this show for me to get on the mic and just trash entertainment. Usually, I make fun and have fun, and I enjoy the episodes that I've watched, but I'm a little disappointed in this because it directly involves my wallet. I got Disney Plus for the purpose of watching The Mandalorian, and now I have to keep it for eight weeks, which means I have to pay for another month. And if episode three isn't markedly better 
than episode one. I'll probably drop it because, you know, my friends, they're all, oh, but it's got things we loved when we were kids, but I'm not a nostalgic person. I remember when I was eight years old, I loved The Phantom Menace. Now, as an adult, I can firmly tell you that that is a bad movie. From beginning to three quarters of the way through, that is a bad movie. And I can tell you that George Lucas wrote that movie to shoehorn in things that he said in the first three movies. And I can tell you that there is some writing in that movie that is just unbearable. So I can enjoy it in my mind without putting myself through the pain of watching it again. I don't have to watch the cartoons that I watched when I was a kid because they're probably bad. Some of them, the X-Men comic or the X-Men show might hold up. It might, but there's not a lot that does. I'm not going back and watching Ed, Ed, and Eddie. I know it's not on there, but I'm just saying. That being said, are you happy with what Disney has done with this episode, with these episodes? Are you happy with the Disney Plus platform? Are you going to continue to pay even though this is likely the only genre-based show for a while? Unless they have more stuff in the hopper that I'm not aware of, this is it. So you better love 101 Dalmatians. You better love it. Now, this has really been it for the show. I'm done this time, I swear. So if you've enjoyed it, you've had fun. I know this was a little bit of me swearing and yelling in a microphone about something that doesn't matter. Uh, but if you've enjoyed these episodes, uh, please like, subscribe, bell icon, review, share, whatever's applicable to the format in which you are listening to these. And uh, tell a friend. Tell as many friends as you have. You don't have to, especially if they like The Mandalorian, but you should because controversy is fun. And we all like to disagree just a little bit. That being said, this has been Ridiculous Entertainment. I have spoken.